This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of Florida's beautiful Treasure Coast. And bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and illusion is usually king. We're live on iHeartRadio, on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes, or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Get something off your chest, call the men line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Oh man, oh man. So, you know, I really intended to uh, to not cover the uh, uh, the riots in the Pacific Northwest, uh, it, it, it spread, uh, from Portland to back to Seattle and the riots are uh, increasing out there, uh, there again. But, uh, last night we had some developments, uh, that, uh, you know, were the, uh, the hottest thing on the news cycle. And, you know, I listen to a lot of Mojo five Oh, and I don't, uh, hear the other hosts covering, uh, these stories at least as in depth of, as I am. So, you know, I guess I'll carry the ball on the uh, the unrest in the streets last night in Seattle. Excuse me, last night in Portland. Uh, the mayor, the Antifa mayor, who is also, by the way, the commissioner of the police department, who has uh, you know uh, prevented his police from from putting down these riots. But uh, Ted Wheeler, the Antifa mayor of Portland, uh, came out of his office and went down to the federal courthouse to participate in the riot. He, uh, he, he was, you know, uh, protected by a phalanx of bodyguards, but, uh, he did interact with some of the protesters and the protesters do what protesters do. They were acting unhinged and harassing him and badgering him on the way. At one point, uh, some, um, lunatic was, you know, saying, well, we don't get qualified immunity. Why should the police get qualified immunity as if this is you know, supposed to be a fair fight between the criminals and the law enforcement officers. And while he's badgering Ted Wheeler walking down the street, another Antifa goon takes a bag of broken glass and dumps it right in front of Wheeler to which, you know, Wheeler has to, uh, to walk off, uh, to the side and uh, avoid. So, you know, as, as police officers that are there, don't, uh, don't arrest the guy for, I guess that would be considered an assault on the mayor of the town. They just move right on. Here's what it sounded like. Oh, 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 oh,
Why do they get qualified immunity, he says, and, and we don't. And then the guy dumps the uh, broken glass in front of him. Here, here he is trying to uh, carry on a, uh, I guess you'd call it a conversation with the rabble out in the streets. I guess he thinks that he's going to go out there and engage with these people. They weren't having it, of course. I really believe in systematic racism as they're shouting him down. Apparently, Wheeler doesn't understand that anarchists are not interested in a conversation, therefore anarchy. But he finally makes his way over to the Federal Justice Center, the the Hatfield Courthouse in downtown Portland, just in time to see the Antifa rioters uh, setting, trying to set fire to the building. They had the most extensive fires last night that I've seen yet. You got to keep in mind this, this courthouse is, uh, has been boarded up. It's clad with plywood or, or, um, or OSB board. All the windows are covered up to keep them from breaking through and setting fire to the interior. But that, that, um, I guess OSB is, is very difficult to set on fire. They've, they've done their best and not been successful. But last night was their best effort yet. They had extensive arson going on out there sort of amazed me that a lot of these Antifas are not always covering their face, trying to set fire to a federal courthouse is something that can land you in jail for a decade. And I have no doubt that when all of this is over with, they're going to be out having identified these people and making arrests. And and these idiots don't realize they, they're caught, so caught up in the minute. I guess, you know, they're so used to sitting on the couch playing video games that they're, they think this is just an extension of that. But if, <laughs> I can tell you the Department of Justice is not going to play games with people trying to burn down a federal courthouse. They're going to drag these people into court and put them away for a long time. But after witnessing uh, the attempted arson of a federal courthouse and the the Department of Homeland Security's response to that, which was to, uh, you know, uh, use tear gas and uh, and pepper balls. Wheeler just couldn't understand. What's the big deal about it? I, I didn't see anything to justify that. I'm not going to lie. It stings. It's hard to breathe. And... Um, I can tell you uh, with 100% honesty, I saw nothing that provoked this response. It's nasty stuff. I saw nothing to provoke this response. It's Nazi stuff. It stings. I, I guess Wheeler's saying there that uh, the, the feds should just step down and allow them to burn that courthouse. 
And of course you have the governor of Oregon, Kate Brown. Thanks. Uh, uh, you know, well, this is, this is unacceptable. We certainly but- had, uh, some violent, uh, folks, uh, property destruction, uh, absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. But you know, don't do anything about it. Very clear with Oregonians. When I spoke with the director of the Department of Homeland Security last week, I told him to go home and to take his federal troops with him. Um, This is a democracy, not a dictatorship. Um, We cannot have secret police abducting people into and putting them in unmarked vehicles. Um, I cannot believe I have to say that. I can't believe you are saying that. I can't believe the governor of a state could say something that uh, either dishonest or idiotic. Federal officers arresting people is not abduction. <laughs> and and this whole lie that they keep repeating, it's been repeated again and again, um, you know, by all of the Democrats saying that these federal agents are not wearing insignia and not, um, you know, identified as federal officers is just a flat out lie. And Mark Morgan, the acting secretary of DHS is having none of it. He had a, a news conference day before yesterday. There has been a tremendous, a tremendous amount of false information out there. I've seen news reporting after news reporting, tweet after tweet saying, quote, uh, you know, unidentified, you know, mask stormtroopers. Again, I want to foot stomp on the secretary said it, it is offensive, offensive to refer to refer to these dedicated uh, uh, men and women that are out there as law enforcement professionals to make that reference. Well, the, Ted Wheeler, the mayor of a major U.S. city, is calling them Nazis. It is disgusting. And it's also a lie. As we can see, we've shown you time and time again. So you saw you saw the uh, the, the markings uh, that Deputy Director Klein put out. I, I wanted to, to, to blow that up to show you. Our BORTAC agents, for example, this is the identifi- identification every single one of them has on their uniform. And this is a baseline. This is a baseline. I wanted to bring a real live version. This is what they're wearing. This is a real live version of what they're wearing. This is a baseline of all the different identifications that they have. So first and foremost, you see every uniform has five different patches on it that that marks it. And he's holding up one of the flak jackets that they all wear. So the the Democrats are not this stupid. They know that they're telling a lie, but they know that uh, they're feeding their base. They're feeding them this disinformation that uh, further inflames them. And then you got... Uh, Barack Obama's former attorney general, the guy in charge of the, the department of justice, the guy in charge of federal law enforcement out there making claims like this. Uh, we have to be prepared for things that this nation has never faced um, before. And unfortunately that could involve the use of, uh, you know, these, these forces, uh, who knows what, uh, what he'll do, uh, and the people who are in as part of his administration will support him, uh, in doing. I mean, I, I don't know if the country can survive this kind of incitement by a major political party. These riots are not organic. They're being fed by uh, Marxist anarchists, 
and they're being backed up and cheered on from the highest ranking Democrat, Nancy Pelosi, right on down through the ranks to the mayor of Portland, Oregon. Out in Chicago, um, they, the, the murder rate has gone through the roof. And they were burying one of the victims of one of these murders when this happened at the funeral. You know, they're, the Democrats are doing the best they can to violate the Second Amendment and take away everybody's guns. And they're using this type of violence that are, is taking place in their own cities where they have withdrawn active, proactive law enforcement. And then they're going to come and try to take the, the guns protected by the Second Amendment to the Constitution away from law-abiding citizens. And then you've got the mayor of the Chicago, uh, the president has, uh, has overruled her, her demand that he not send federal agents in there to try to put a lid on all of this gang violence. Who does Lori Lightfoot come on down on the side of? Well, she comes down on the side of the criminals. And I'm calling on all Chicagoans that if you see something that doesn't look right, please don't hesitate to report it. Call 911. Call 311. We are going to remain diligent. And if we see any. Oh, you want them to call the police on the gangbangers? Steps out of line particularly with DHS or Border Patrol. We are not going to hesitate to take... No, no, she doesn't want to enforce the law against the criminals. She's going to get proactive in trying to put down law enforcement. We got to come back. Uh, We got to go out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the, uh, the parade of lunacy going on right after this message. Mojo. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You know, one of the constant recurring themes that the Democrats hurl at Trump is that, uh, you know, he's a white supremacist and a white nationalist and the Klan is, uh, you know, going to come out in the streets, start a race war. Well, it's not the, uh, the, the white racists that are trying to precipitate a race war at this point, it's the black racists. And one of the most prominent black racists uh, in the country sits in the House of Representatives. His name is Bobby Rush. He represents uh, Detroit. He's a, a former Black Panther. He, in fact, tried to incite a race war in the 1960s. I think he served some time in jail. But... um Here he is taking a call from a constituent 
actually, I, I, I really recognize this guy's name that's calling in, but I can't, I can't place it. Uh, maybe if I listen to it again, I will. This is kind of a long clip. It goes almost three minutes. You know, to me, what Trump is doing, he's he's picking up just at all, uh, and 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 he's a student of of the Ku Klux Klan. All right, and this is nothing but a, a book out of the out of the uh, arrows and out of the uh, strategies uh, of the of the and the techniques of. Should have done a better job setting that up. This is a caller into Bobby Rush. Uh, he he will uh, he will answer. You know, anytime you send, I don't care if they're uh, federal agents, I don't care whatever they are. Anytime you send uh, an armed uh, militia, armed uh, group of, of, of basically white men, we have not seen any blacks. Uh, 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 in in this continuity uh, of federal agents. But anytime you send uh, a group of... Well, I got to stop uh, there. That's a lie. This, uh, the federal workforce is uh, is very integrated, and these federal officers are all very integrated, too. So he's just lying about that. Um, uh, of armed bandits, outlaws, uh, no, no uh, in a uniform... No name, no insignia, no idea. There he goes again with that no insignia. Uh, I mean, all of this is based on a massive misinformation campaign. Identification. And you just snip, uh, uh, snatch up uh, innocent people or, or uh, you know, innocent people. Man, and you take them and, you know, you take them off. <laughs> Let's chronicle the lies before we go any further. Okay, they're, they're armed vigilantes. They're all white, lie, lie. They're wearing, uh, they're, they're not wearing any insignia. That's a lie. They're, they're snatching innocent people up. A lie. They're arresting criminal rioters. So I guess that catches us up to date on his statement. The, the caller's statement so far, he's now told about eight lies while Bobby Rush sits there on camera, nodding his head in concern. There's some un, uh, unrecognized, unknown place. You know, you know, you are really terrorizing uh, a nation. You're terrorizing community. And for Trump to talk about sending federal agents in Chicago, we want we want stand for it. You know, and and I think that when Trump is really trying to do. Uh, uh, my 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 friend, I think that Trump is really trying to instigate a race war. He mm-hmm. wants to have a reaction. If in fact the, these armed agents uh, are deployed into Chicago, there's some guys in Chicago that ain't going to accept that. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not. He, if he sends them in, he better not send them into uh, the hardcore the South Side. West side. You might keep them, uh, send them on to the. No, you'll send those federal agents wherever they need to go to enforce the law, and they won't have any problem with uh, the local inhabitants. I promise you that. Uh, Gentile North Side. Well, and they come in, then I'm not, I'm not advocating that, but I just know that that's what Trump's game plan Trump wants to instigate a race war. He want to have black. White fighting white folks, so he can rise up and say, "I'm the real uh, uh, grand grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, and I'm the president 
He really like me. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying wow. to play, uh, play to the, uh, to the fears, to the, uh, racial animus that exists among certain white people. And he would do everything and anything to, uh, to that because he wants to be reelected at all it's, costs. It's KKK. Now I got to correct myself. I made a hash of that clip. That was Bobby Rush talking. That was a Democrat congressman, Bobby Rush, calling into a local uh, radio talk show in his home district. So Bobby Rush comparing federal agents to the Ku Klux Klan and claiming that the president of the United States is trying to start a race war. And that was Bobby Rush's whole thing. Bobby Rush has been dreaming of a race war his whole life. But apparently, Bobby Rush is uh, not quite familiar with a lot of the history that he actually lived through. In the Civil Rights Movement, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, in fact, sent armed federal marshals to Birmingham and Little Rock to enforce the Supreme Court's Brown versus Board of Education ruling, demanding desegregation of the schools. They didn't ask permission. And as a matter of fact, the uh, the Democrat representatives, uh, elected representatives in Arkansas and Alabama, condemned them the same way that the Democrat current elected uh, officials in Washington and Oregon are doing. <laughs> I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. Federal law enforcement doesn't require permission for, from anybody to enforce federal laws anywhere in this country. Any state, any city, any Indian reservation, any territory, this is all uh, part of their jurisdiction, and they don't require permission. Joe Biden, he, uh, he made a claim yesterday, said, we've never had a racist president before. No sitting president has ever done this. Never, never, never. No Republican president has done this. No Democratic president. We've had racists, and they've existed, and they've tried to get elected president. He's the first one that has. No. He's saying uh, there never has been a, a racist president. Well, he was half right. There never has been a, a racist Republican president, including the current occupant of the White House. But there have been many, many Democrat racist presidents, including James Buchanan, who was a, 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 an active supporter of slavery. Woodrow Wilson, who was a, a virulent racist, even Harvard Uni or Yale University ended up removing his name from one of their buildings because he was such a strident racist. He he uh, resegregated the federal workforce. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was responsible for Japanese internment. That's credited by the, the new woke crowd as being a racist action. And Lyndon Johnson was about as uh, hardcore racist as you would ever find. All of them, each and every one of them was a Democrat. And I would argue that uh, Barack Obama was a racist. He was a racist against white people. 
who had uh, BLM protesters right inside the White House after a BLM activist had, had shot and killed five officers, shot 13, killed nine officers in Dallas, Texas. The Democrat Party has shot through with racism, both at its very founding and right up until this day. They always accuse you of what they're doing. We got to run out to a break when we come back. We're going to be joined by Michael Darty. He owns an antibody testing lab, and we're going to talk about the uh, the testing that's got the media so worked up. Right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get your home all set for the new year so you can set the stage with more style, set the bar more beautifully, and set a more show-stopping table. Let's set some time aside to settle in on a new sofa together because being at home shouldn't mean having to settle for less. And Haverty's Furniture can help you start the new year off right at their holiday savings event so you can create the perfect setting. And right now, everything's on sale store-wide. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Well, almost daily now, we're reading about how the deaths from COVID-19 have reached record highs. It's a scary prospect, but the truth is that the mainstream media is grossly misrepresenting the public by misreporting the death counts, the positivity rates, and the number of positive cases. To talk about it, we're joined now by Michael J. Doherty. He's the president of LabMD and CEO of AnyLab. Test now. Let me say that again. Any lab test now. He's got 20 years of experience in diagnostic laboratory medicine, and he's author of The Devil Inside the Beltway, the shocking expose of the U.S. government's surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine, and small business. You can get that book on Amazon. Mike, thanks for joining us. Good to be here, sir. Thanks for having me. So I'm not a doctor, and uh, you know, like a lot of people, I don't know what to make of these uh, these numbers that we keep seeing. But I, I know enough to see a lot of anomalies being reported in the news down here in Florida, where I live. Uh, they they classified someone as a, uh, a COVID nineteen death that died in a motorcycle accident, and uh, as well, my daughter recently uh, took a, a test at the same time that her boyfriend did. She's been living with this uh, boy for, not living with him, but uh, with him nonstop since this whole thing began. And I'm pretty sure that they're, uh, they're kissing 
pretty regularly. He came out negative. She came out positive. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, confusion around this, a a lot of um, cloudy data being reported. And I just wonder how much of this is being hyped by the news in order to sell newspapapers, uh, get eyeballs and and uh, and grind their acts against the president's chance for reelection. Tell me what you're seeing and what you make of it. Okay, so first of all, the thing about medicine is that there's never stability and constant. That's the challenge of medicine. And that's why you're supposed to have a physician-patient relationship, which, you know, they've completely toasted. Uh, and, and we've done this. We've allowed this to happen for the last 20, 25 years. And this is the downside, if you ask me, about everyone having a smartphone in their hand. Basically, everyone thinks they send themselves to the Google School of Medicine and they know what they're talking about. And so the offshoot of that is that uh, when we're sick, we call our congressman and thinks he knows what he's talking about. And those people have adequately politicized the entire medical establishment. And that's not in the last four months. That's in the past 25 years. And so by letting insurance companies control everything, by letting insurance companies have monopolies, by allowing politicians to, to get a, a, a handle on the throat of health care so they can scare you, it's a perfect political storm because most people don't get sick or sick enough to constantly it, it, you know, uh, experience a medical establishment so that they're an educated consumer. The educated consumer is the people that usually have one foot in the grave. That's a perfect storm to just gaslight everyone through. One foot in the grave and one foot in the poorhouse because by the time you get to that point, uh, they they have burned through your your, uh, assets. Right. And we are basically, and we've allowed this to happen because we just have a glut of stupidity with these, with these people that, that this country has been built on, you're responsible yourself. And the threat's always been how many people want to be dependent on someone else and get sucker punched. Because the only person, the only government entity that ever says they're going to take care of you throughout all of human history are the ones that say that to get you, uh, you know, stupefied and then, and then cut your head off. So, um, and, and that's what we have and we have, and, and then we're in a perfect storm right now. So is this disease is a serious disease. Okay. But it's also politicized disease very much so because like the, none other right than history, the, I would say, right. Because we're sitting here, it's not as severe as polio or tuberculosis or anything else. It would have started as a woulda, coulda, oh my gosh, worst case scenario. We better be safe just to be sure. We know a lot more four or five months later. Uh, they they immediately got it by the politicized throat because they freaked out when hydroxychloroquine turned out to be cheap and abundant. And, and yes, it can have some downsides, but death is the worst downside. And that doesn't happen. Well, if and you've so, ever, if you've ever traveled abroad, uh, in the service or, you know, just, uh, any, anywhere into the tropics, you've taken hydroxychloroquine. It does have some side effects like any drug, but that's why it's a prescribed medicine so that the, your doctor can make sure there's no contraindications for you taking it. It's, it's very safe and reliable for the vast majority of people. Right. And uh, because of that, you know, you have people sitting there adequately scared. So they've, they've had time to refine their message so that masks are no longer about keeping you safe. Masks are about keeping others safe. So that means you're selfish, SOB, if you don't wear your mask. I mean, they're, they're masters of manipulation. There's no frame of reference on disease. And we shouldn't be listening to them anyway because they're not medical experts. 
And then, and what happens since they have an agenda is when something like the Henry Ford study comes out that once again says this stuff's working and saving lives, they bury it. So they say anything to, to scare you, and if anything works against them, it's silent. Well, I saw that re- res rep. I can't. I never can pronounce it. Reb, resmendavir. That's not correct. Uh, but that drug that uh, yeah. Pfizer came out with, a thousand dollars a pill, has to be is- uh, uh, administered in a hospital setting. Is no more effective than the the tests in France and in Michigan showed that hydroxychloroquine is. So you can see there's a huge financial incentive there for them to discredit hydroxychloroquine uh, in favor of these uh, on patent expensive drugs. And by the way, there's nothing to lose by losing hydroxychloroquine, and it's in get out government, get out of the physician patient relationship, get out. But we as a a citizenry have allowed this to happen. And now we have a perfect storm. We do not have a media. We do not have investigative journalists. Anyone that's a true investigative journalist is going to get completely punished and tore down. They will divide and conquer you. They are a frothing mob. and, And I'm talking about the media as well. They will come at you. And so intimidation tactics work. Because 80% of people that they want to intimidate will be intimidated by it. And so they just keep quitting, cutting down the, the opposing army. And you've seen this going on since the second, the second Trump won. And you have to stand back and look at this and go, and it's not about Donald Trump, by the way. It's about anybody that's not part of the power grid from the top of government to the top of big law to the top of big corporations, you know, to the top of academia and media, that is the power grid. And what they have is lifelong job security and money. And if you threaten them because they also deign to believe they're saving the world. And if you want to get a wet hornet, you threaten that illusion of who they are. And they'll come at you guns blazing, which is exactly what they do to everybody all the time. That's what they did to you, right? Unannounced, but that's what they did to Mike, Mike Flynn. That's what they did to me. Did, you know, did to me a whole different thing. Uh, you know, and, 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 and it's, and then when they get their hand caught in the cookie jar, they use all their, all their energy to cover up. So look at Rachel Maddow yesterday or the day before, just screaming about how the poor protesters in Portland go read the Portland police department's press release on what's going on because they have to, they have to put a press release to transcend the lying, punishing, corrupt media that has way lost their shame. And so they're saying, take the cameras off the carnage, take the cameras off the fire, put the cameras off the publicity stunt, put the cameras on the publicity stunt of mothers guarding the poor protesters. And they weren't mothers. Let me let me ask you this. How stupid is the public? Are there really people that believe this? I don't know. Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to find out November 3rd. Uh, I, I doubt it. I think these polls are, are manipulated. I, I think the vast majority of the people in this country are going to look and see what they, uh, uh, this violence in the street on social media and say, uh, you know, we don't want any more of that. But I've got you a want theory. That in your neighborhood when the police aren't going to show up because because if the police arrest someone, they're going to get arrested right. themselves. Doesn't make a bit of sense. So I've got a theory about um, this, and you know the 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 number of positive tests are going through the roof. At the same time, 
the testing is going through the roof. The the testing regime has really hit its uh, its stride now and is in full effect. When we started into this, uh, there was one testing center in this uh, small uh, Florida town that I live in. Now there's seven. They're advertising. They've got billboards. They're they're getting anybody you know that uh, that can walk in and promising them a free test that they don't even have to pay a copay for. But my point is, as the number of known cases goes up and the corresponding mortality rate goes down, isn't that a good thing? Isn't that uh, on the way to herd immunity? Isn't this nature's uh, vaccine? Shouldn't we be celebrating that instead of constantly seeing these these blaring headlines saying the number of cases has exploded and it's you know the sky is falling? Well. That's an educated guess in the beginning, and the accent was on guess in March, and now we're much more educated. And you're absolutely right, which is why the bias of the media is so clear, because there's no frame of reference. You're getting numbers. Anytime people don't give you a frame of reference, they have an agenda, they're being intellectually dishonest, and they have a, 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 an MO. And these people, this, this, we have so many far leftists buried deep in the real heart of the country now that actually think that because they're right, lying and cheating and deception is what is called for. And the reason they do that is because you have to have the savior, victim, villain triangle. And you'll never get a liberal out of the savior, victim, villain triangle. And they make everyone that's not them such a villain so bad that that justifies their lying, cheating, and deceiving and doing physical damage. Right. The highest and status you can this- attain in this, uh, this society now is victimhood. And if they're, if they're going to don this mantle of victimhood, then there has to be an oppressor. And that oppressor is going or to be you. Or have a job. Right. And, and they're going to uh, you know claim that uh, you're the oppressor and they are the oppressed. And, uh, and you have to sit down and shut up while they... Uh, they, you know, indict this whole society in our history. And it's a, it's a terrifying social experiment that most of the time for years we've known doesn't work. It's, it's, you know, it's Solinsky's rules for radicals, which was the Bible of the Obama administration and the Bible of Chicago politics. But it's spread so far, they now know it's really not going to work. And that's why they're hiding the reality of the results of it, because they pulled the theory of that book, and now they're living the reality of it, and it doesn't match. So what do lying snakes do? Cover up what's going on. We lie about what's going on because they just know. And, and why wouldn't you lie if you're Rachel Maddow? If you're proven wrong, your career's gone, your money's gone, your credibility's gone, your platform's gone. So well, I, I, I don't know about that, Mike. She was thoroughly discredited and proven wrong in the Russia hoax. And, uh, and you know, uh, she just rocked right on uh, until the next uh, hoax well, came along. I'm and now speaking she- more about the entire infrastructure because the ratings are going before. But what they've done now, this is all they've got. So the entire infrastructure is just turning, you know, who loses and doesn't try to learn from the loss? I've never seen any movement lose so so much and so clearly as to why. And what they do is triple the volume. The absolute screaming and re- repetition so that they will hopefully convince enough people that the theory is what the truth is, is terrifying. And those women that were offended by Trump's personality, 
that they felt were going to tip them over to elect Biden now have to choose between do they think he's rude or do you want anarchy in your child's schools? When you've got the head of Black Lives Matter in New York saying, we're coming for you, we're going to burn this down. And when you say police completely abdicating, because in Atlanta, they, they railroaded to cap the one murder with a potential death penalty after the police shoot someone that fires a taser at them, which in the law is a weapon. I mean, it's a deadly it, weapon like, in the law uh, under the laws right. of Georgia. And it's so, a deadly weapon. He have, fired at him and he had another round in that, uh, that taser gun that he could have fired. It was clearly a self uh, case of self-defense, but the reason and, they charged them is for politics. The, the media doesn't report half of it. They're not going to let go of their narrative. They're going they justify everything they do. So look at all the blue resignations in New York. Look at the anarchy. Look at the wealthy moving to the Hamptons. Look at the real estate values go up in suburbia. Look at, I mean, people, it's just like Detroit mag in the sixties magnified all over the country. It's insane. But what's different is that you have an active media putting our heads under the water and trying to say, you don't see this. Well, and I don't, I don't only, know if they're going to overcome this. Uh, these, these mayors I, in these cities, I hope they don't. These mayors in these cities are going to have to face their voters. And I'm just having a real hard time believing that the people in Portland are going to reelect Ted Wheeler, uh, or, you know, the, the mayor of Minneapolis well, or the mayor of in Seattle. I used to live in Portland. Don't be so sure, you know. And I and I and I'm from Detroit. And I will tell you that Michigan's Democrat only because of Detroit and Ann Arbor and Flint and Lansing. It is. It is really nothing's more dangerous than a bunch of white liberals that have never felt pain in years. You know, combined with uh, really the, the African American movement has got to wake up now that they've been a petri dish experiment with the civil rights government people that have done nothing to help the black community. They are not better off. You've got much more fatherless homes, much more poverty. It's, it's just insane. And, and that isn't because of race. And that's because you know what? The human condition does not work well if they're not having self-confidence and opportunity. That's what makes human beings go. Well, and you know, Trump, and, Trump and, delivered for the black community, like no Democrat uh, in modern history has uh, the highest uh, employment rate among blacks, uh, you know, finally rising wages and home ownership. And, uh, I, I think that he's going to make some serious inroads. And I think that a lot of the unrest in the black lives matter movement that we see in the streets is all about the Democrats panicking that Donald Trump is going to start eating into their, uh, their 90% plus, uh, solid black voting block that will, uh, spell right, the doom for like the Democrat party. 7%. Pardon? Now it's at 77. It's now at 77%. And it's because you just, I mean, they're, they're taking off the, the media waves, the hypocrisy, but people still have to see it. This, I'm telling you, these crooked, crooked Democrat politicians and some rhinos, so crooked, but they've got away with it for decades. You get out on TV, you lie through your teeth, American public assumes, and the consequences aren't so severe because what they were lying about wasn't as massive. It is so huge right now. Ever since they turned medicine upside down and Obama came in and was just radical as can be, and Obama was the master 
of weaponizing the, uh, everything against those that disagreed with him. Absolutely masterful, better than the Clintons. He, he, well, that's why he defeated the Clintons in the beginning. You know, these people took Chicago politics and put it on a national scale. And we are going, and, and you play with political correct intimidation that if you disagree, you're racist. And what do most people do when they're called racist? They know it's an argument that they're never going to win. They shut up. They walk away. A, ra- a racist that, is now, anybody that, that's winning an argument with a liberal. Right. And that's, and you have to, now we're going to have to take that on and push back against that outrageous label and say, you know what, I'm not taking this anymore. I think the Black Lives you Matter know? movement is well on the way to discrediting this, uh, this, a racist uh, tactic that they always use because, you know, they're, well, that's they're... because you see 90% of blacks doing this. No. Right. You know, this is a well-funded outside, mostly not black, you know, Marxist, movement Marxist that movement. Is trying to, that's right. And it's not any one thing. It's, it's, it's sort of a perfect storm. You know, George Floyd was an absolute accident and an opportunity for them. He was a career criminal that was, uh, you know, had advanced heart disease and fentanyl and meth in his system. And, and uh, uh, Derek Chauvin was using a Minneapolis Police Department trained restraint technique against him. Now, I, I don't know if he can ever get a fair trial, but it, it, if he gets convicted of second degree murder for doing what they trained him to do at the Minneapolis Police Academy, that's going to be the, one of the biggest uh, miscarriages of justice in our lifetime. Well, you're going to see this. This is this is why uh, this is why we we can't you can't. But this is not a country of majority rule, because if the mob becomes the majority, then the majority turns against the minority. And this is the irony of what happens with the left, so full of people that were always considered the minority, that now want majority rule so they can turn against everyone and be really despotic. And you can look at look at the the, the um, what they thought when Obama won and had the White House. They thought they were going to rule everything for decades, and so they turned into the bullies that they were. And they they went to get rid of, uh, you know, gov- uh, Senator uh, is it Reed? What's his name out of Nevada? Uh, Reed? No. Anyway, yeah, uh, Reed, the, the former majority leader. Majority leader. He, he sat there and got rid of the majority rule, uh, the the sixty six percent vote needed. And the judiciary may get 50-50, and Mitch McConnell said, you're going to rule it today. I've had liberals rant to me how that was McConnell that did that, and, and their, their face just goes ashen when I show them the news that it was their own people that did it. It's this utter arrogance. Well, and they're talking and about doing away for the, with the filibuster for legislation now if they uh, if they take back the Senate. They never learn. I mean, and that's that's a human condition that never learns. That's why they say it's always going to be the young people with no life experience that have things good for them. And they're, and they're taught a guilt trip. And, and it's great. You know, when you so when you show someone or you tell someone a sanitized story, that's really simple an hour, two hours, and they weren't alive when it was going down. It's real easy to manipulate these kids with no life experience. And I've and never no knowledge of history played at all. for fools. Right. Played for fools. Well, I can tell you once and once have, you don that mantle of social or, or um, once you don that mantle of victimhood, as this younger generation has been taught to do, uh, that is a very hard thing to put down. I've I've seen it in Atlanta. I was involved in politics there, and you had these. Uh, old holdovers from the civil rights era that uh, that just could not let it go and would come down to city hall 
and accused the black mayor of being racist, accused the black city council president of being racist, accused the black police chief of being racist. I mean, you know, at, at some point they lose the ability to think rationally. Well, there's another boatload of stupid young people coming after that first boatload leaves. I mean, and, and that's why Churchill said, if you're conservative when you're young, you don't have a heart. If you're liberal when you're old, you don't have a head. And, you know, and, and that's, it's always nice to want to help others. It's always nice to be trying to be generous. But, it, it, but there's a naivete that would anyone ever exploit someone's bad situation? Yeah, they would. Michael J. Darty is president of LabMD, CEO of Any Lab Test Now in Virginia. He's got 20 years' experience in uh, laboratory diagnostics and author of The Devil Inside the Beltway, the shocking expose of the U.S. government's surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine, and small business. Available now on Amazon. Mike, thanks for joining us. I hope you'll come back and talk with us again. Always a good time, sir. Take care. Mojo. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. So, the the Boston Red Sox are going to be on TV tonight, and just in time for their return to network TV, they've unveiled a giant Black Lives Matter there on Fenway Park, and, you know, I, I guess a lot of baseball fans were looking forward to being able to turn on a game and relax, but uh, apparently we're going to be treated to a bunch of, you know, pampered millionaire professional athletes, uh, disrespecting the flag by kneeling and, uh, and, you know, constant displays of, uh, wokeness. They're putting the names of blacks that they say were unjustly killed by police officers on their, their, uh, uniforms now. And, uh, my question is, are the fans going to turn it back on? You know, when the NFL pulled this crap at the uh, urging of Colin Kaepernick, fans tuned out in droves, and you could see photographs for days of uh, empty seats in those stadiums. Well, these are going to be empty stadiums anyway because of the the virus, but uh, and you don't know if they will be honest with the uh, TV ratings, but. I would like the sports books to start taking the over unders on the drop in attendance this year, because with the NFL, they're, they're going all, uh, all black lives matter. The NBA for sure. They're painting it on their courts. 
and I am putting uh, you know names of uh, of so uh, supposed victims on their their uh, their uniforms. I just believe people are going to be checking out in droves. I hope the NHL doesn't uh, get bogged down in this. I remember when uh, the the kneeling frenzy started in some of the other sports. The NHL didn't play that. And I've got a clip here. This is of a NH- NHL coach talking to his, uh, his players about whether or not they want to get caught up in this. Hey, guys, listen up for a second. First day of camp, but something really important. Okay, we're not women's soccer. We're not the NFL. If there's anybody here that's going to be disrespectful to either the American or the Canadian national anthem, grab your gear and get the fuck out now because you'll never see the ice in this arena. Um, We don't have that problem in hockey. We're better than that. But there was no sense in wasting anybody's time if that shit was going to happen. I don't believe it would happen here. Um, we're We're the most patriotic sport that they have out there. So just keep that in mind. Thank you. I think that was the coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think they went on to uh, to win the Stanley Cup that year, but it's a uh, it's pretty interesting to watch this. At the same time, uh, the NBA and the NFL, and now even the the um, National Baseball League, major Major League Baseball (MLB) um, are are going down this uh, this road. All of those sports are deeply involved with China uh, by way of these sports sponsorships. Of course, the biggest is Nike or Nike that use uh, Chinese slave labor, the Uyghurs to manufacture uh, these uh, shoes and, and jerseys and, and hoodies and such. And then, um, you know, make huge profits off of it. And the players of course, all have sponsorships that the money flows from this slave labor. And they want to lecture us about the evils of this United States that was, uh, you know, early on leading the effort to abolish slavery. So I've got a message for these these pampered millionaires who have done nothing their whole life but play a, a child's game. If you want to get down on your knees, good. Get down on your knees. You belong there and you should stay there. But you're not getting any of my money, and and you're not getting the money of a lot of other people. The Giants were out on the field the other day kneeling. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you, as always, for joining us. And I hope you'll be back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. I look forward to talking to you then. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score reports 2H2020 of four mobile networks. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is 
Hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.